You're listening to the Food Freedom Life Podcast. My name is Brittany Allison, and I spent six plus years stuck in diet binge cycles, hating my body, and envying others who seem to have it all because I never felt enough. What I discovered in my journey to food freedom and becoming a registered dietitian is this. You can either live your life at war with your mind or learn to work in sync with it. So if you're ready to learn how to be in tune with yourself and evolve your life, welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. We are going strong over here at the Food Freedom Life podcast. We were number three on the Apple podcast top charts in the health and fitness category for a hot minute, like three days. It was pretty wild. And we are still on those top charts. So thank you so much to everybody who's here, whether you found me through TikTok or Instagram or through those top charts. I am so grateful to have you here and I appreciate every single one of you. Today we're talking about how to be chill around all foods, which in a nutshell is called food habituation. If you've never heard of that before, we're going to talk about it. If you have heard of it before, we're going to get into it and hopefully talk about it in a new way so you understand it better and give you some actionable tips that you can implement into your life to start feeling more chill, more at ease, more at peace around food now. Because something I hear so often is, if I let myself eat what I want, I'm going to lose control. I'll only eat the foods that are bad for me. And that's a kind of a valid concern, right? Because probably every time you've let yourself just eat and you've let go of that white knuckle grip of control, you've totally lost control and you've overeaten or you've binged. And so over time, you almost develop this belief that I can't control myself around food and this is just how I am. But it's so, so important to acknowledge that this is not how you are naturally with food. It's just not. I promise you that. You were not born this way. You were not born a binger. You were not born an overeater. It's a learned behavior. It's a habit. And just like you learned it, you can unlearn it. And one of the ways you can do that is through food habituation. The goal of this is really to get out of that vicious cycle, that pendulum swing, you know, of oscillating between restrict and binge or overeat, because that's what really is happening. It's not just how you are that you're losing control. You're engaging in binge behaviors as a response to the restriction you put yourself through every time you say you're going to get it together and start over or do better or start tomorrow or whatever it may be. And it's not just physically acting out that restriction. It can be just thinking those things or guilting yourself for eating that can also cause that binge-like reaction. An emotional restriction will cause it too, but we're not talking about that today. So you make this pendulum go back and forth and back and forth. And this is not how you are with food. It's a reaction. It's always a reaction every single time. And what we're aiming to do with food habituation, among other things, this is just one part of the healing process, is to help you stop that pendulum from swinging so that you can just hang out in the middle of this place of balance, ease, flow, and peace with food, so that you can just eat, be satisfied, move on, and not think about it any more than you need to. I know that might seem really, really far off and potentially unattainable, especially if you've been stuck in this restrict binge pendulum swing for so long, but I promise it's not. It takes work and trust in the process, but you can get there. The first step is really having that understanding that this is just not how you are with food, that it's a habit, it's a learned behavior, and you have the power to unlearn it. So let's talk a little bit about that and what happens as a result of making peace with food. Making peace with food, it is also a principle of intuitive eating. So if you want to hear a bit more about that and dive deeper into all of the principles, be sure to go head over to episode eight of the podcast and give it a listen. 
But here with principle number three, it's all about making peace with food. And that means allowing yourself unconditional permission to eat. And I know it sounds kind of crazy, especially if you've been dieting or restricting yourself for a while or thinking about losing weight or trying to lose weight. But just think about it. Okay. Have you ever been told that you can't eat certain foods or that you should only eat certain foods? That's not making peace with food. It's not healthy. And it makes you want those foods more, right? It creates this magnetic attraction to them where you're thinking about them all the time. And so when you give yourself this unconditional permission to eat, you take away the power that food has over you. And I mean, why, why should food have power over us anyways? It's literally just food. So if you're a bit alarmed by this idea, if you're feeling a bit panicked, that's normal because diets and a history of dieting has likely taught you to do the opposite of give yourself permission to eat. And they probably made you feel like you can't be trusted around food. But the truth is you can be trusted. And the first step in making peace with food is giving yourself permission to eat. And saying this does not mean that I'm saying you should go eat a whole cake in one sitting. But what I am saying is that you should allow yourself to eat what you want, when you want, without any guilt or shame. And that can be a really scary idea, I know. But trust me, it's worth it and it works. And if you're interested in making peace with food, then keeping an open mind and be willing to explore what that might look like for you is really how you're going to get to that place of feeling peace. So let's talk about food permission. I think it can be interesting to just almost observe what comes up when this topic is brought to the surface for you. Like what's coming up for you right now? Maybe you're thinking, oh my God, that sounds awful. Or you might be having an anxious feeling, or maybe it sounds really scary. And again, that's because you have been taught the opposite of giving yourself permission to eat. You have been taught that you can't trust yourself with food, especially when there aren't rules or restrictions to guide you. But I don't want you to worry or feel uneasy about this concept of making peace with food. It's been normalized to feel this way, even if it's not normal. And we also have to acknowledge that it's impossible to make peace with food without permission. And so if this is something that you're interested in, then it's worth exploring what making peace with food looks like for you and where to start. And we'll talk more about where to start as we go. But when I say unconditional permission, I wanted to add this in as well. It can't be conditional permission. That's why the word is unconditional. It can't be, I'm allowed to eat this, but only this much. Or... I'm allowed to have this, but only on Fridays. That's conditional permission. And that keeps you in this place of scarcity with food where you're feeling like there's not enough and I have to eat it all right now. And it keeps you thinking about it and perseverating on it and you can't drop it. That unconditional permission, what we're really aiming for with that is to create an abundance mindset with food. We want to create this feeling of safety and security that the food is not going to be taken away, that the food is not going anywhere, that it's always going to be there. And this is just so, so important because if you feel like the food is not going to be there, you're always going to be in that place of urgency and eating it all right now and starting over tomorrow or starting over Monday or whatever it may be. We need to create this unconditional permission with food to create room and space for you to actually be able to listen to your body. If you're thinking that you're going to just go overboard and eat pizza every single day, I want you to just think about what that actually means. I want you to actually think about eating pizza every single day for dinner. 
that might be really awesome for a while, right? Pizza is one of my favorite foods. That would be awesome for a while. But after a period of time, you are going to get tired of that pizza. You are going to want something different for dinner. You are not going to want it every single day. That's what food habituation is. It's just helping you take the food off the pedestal to normalize it, to put it on an even playing field with everything else so that, yes, you might always love that food. Like pizza might always be one of your favorite, favorite foods, and you might always really enjoy eating it. But when it's been put in this place of I can't have this and that permission has been taken away, you do want it all the time. And when you have it, you're really likely to overeat and binge. And so just normalizing it helps you to be more chill around it so that you can have it when you want it and really enjoy it. And you can leave it when you don't. You can get to that place where you're like, yeah, I actually don't really want pizza right now. And that's not you restricting yourself or saying I can't, I shouldn't in any way. That's genuinely just you being able to listen to your body and be like, no, that's not what I'm feeling. And if you're listening to me and you're like, I would never, ever get to that place. I would want pizza every single day and I would have pizza every single day. I want you to acknowledge that you're not feeling this way actually because you can't do it. You're feeling this way because you've been stuck in not giving yourself permission for so long and putting food off limits. And so to move forward, I also thought that I'd share a couple thoughts that might help you if you're just struggling to make peace with food. If you know that you need to work on making peace with food, but the whole concept seems overwhelming or anxiety inducing, or maybe you don't know where to begin or the steps involved. And honestly, I could talk about this for hours, but I'm going to try to keep it brief. So food habituation, it sounds very sciencey and kind of clinical, but really it just means that the more you expose yourself to a food, especially if it used to be off limits, the less power it has over you over time, because we simply get used to it being there, like the pizza that I was talking about, right? Diets don't give us peace with food in the long run because they prevent food habituation. When there are rules and moralizing language around food, like good or bad, or when we place a lot of restrictions on our eating, those foods will always feel like they're on a pedestal in our lives. And as a result, we'll feel like we can't control ourselves around them. So the more we offer ourselves permission around a certain food, the more normalized it will become in our lives. And it's no longer put on this pedestal or has a lot of rules surrounding it. So really, I mean, it, it turns out that there's no reason to eat it all now and to overeat and to binge because it's always going to be there. You create abundance around it to remove the scarcity and the urgency so you can just be chill around it and eat and be at peace. And one of the many reasons why diets don't work and don't give us peace with food in the long run, to frame it maybe differently, is because diets prevent food habituation from happening. And you might even want to think back maybe on some of your past or current diets to see how they prevented this process of food habituation. For example, let's say you were doing a low-carb diet and demonizing carbohydrates. By using all of this moralizing language around food like good, bad, should, shouldn't, and by not allowing yourself to have carbs, you prevented food habituation. So that every time you did finally have carbs or enough carbs, you might have binged and felt guilty about it. Those foods with those labels, with those restrictions, are always going to feel like they're put on a pedestal in our lives. And as a result of that, we're going to feel like those foods have a lot of power over us or that we can't control ourselves around those foods when we're exposed to them see how that kind of works? Basically, it's all about how the more you let yourself eat a certain food, the more normal it becomes. 
Like if you used to think of a certain food as totally off limits, but then started giving yourself permission to have it, eventually it won't feel like such a big deal. And that can be a really good thing because it takes away a lot of the stress and the anxiety that comes with constantly worrying about what you're eating. The bottom line is that if you want to develop a healthy relationship with food, you've got to be willing to let yourself eat a variety of foods and give yourself compassion around it and relieve yourself of the guilt. And if you can do that, then over time, you're going to find that you're able to enjoy those foods without feeling like you're doing something wrong. It might even be helpful to just spend a couple of moments reflecting on how some of your past or maybe even your current dieting efforts have prevented this process of food habituation. Can you think back to maybe a specific diet that you have done? And for the sake of offering an example here, for for me in my past, it wasn't even necessarily a specific food, although I definitely had a thing with carbs and I fully demonized them. For me, I was all over my fitness pal and macro tracking and calorie counting. I was really demonizing calories and feeling like I had to eat a specific amount of calories every single day. I was micromanaging what I ate, I wasn't allowing foods that were high in calories, and I placed a lot of restrictions on what I could eat because so many foods just didn't fit into my macros in an amount that was actually realistically enjoyable, so I just avoided them. And that's just as kind of a tangent. What really annoys me about that diet is it says that all foods fit and you can have anything as long as it fits within your macros, but if you're actually going to try to eat something in a normal amount, It does not fit in your macros unless you literally don't eat anything for the rest of the day. Like it's just so messed up. And so for me, it was food that just didn't fit into my macros that I demonized, which was honestly most foods that were enjoyable. So I just avoided them. If I ever went over my calories, there was a lot of shame and judgment. And if I broke that quote unquote rule, and honestly, if I went over, I would just end up binging. I would also give myself a cheat meal on the weekend, but I would totally just binge, which would create all of this shame and the guilt and everything. All foods were so charged and I would think about food all the freaking time. What was really happening was this strict restriction was preventing me from habituating to all foods, which prevented me from being at ease around any food because my body felt that food was a scarce resource. And when I was allowed to eat the foods that I wanted and eat an appropriate amount, I had to eat all of it because my body didn't know if it was going to get it tomorrow. It's a very all or nothing approach to eating, but it happens to so many people. And so I hope that this example makes it a little bit more clear about what I mean when I say that dieting prevents this process of food habituation. When we're in situations, when we're exposed to food and for example, carbs, it's not going to feel like an experience where we're in control when we're dieting. It's not going to feel relaxed. We're not going to feel at ease. Because again, the food has been placed on such a pedestal. We've had these rules, we've had these restrictions, and we've not gotten used to having access to those foods. So when we decide, I'm going to break this diet rule, or I'm going to have a cheat day or a cheat meal, of course, our experience in that moment is very, very intense. And it feels super chaotic and super out of control. Because for me, even if I was allowing myself permission at that moment, it was conditional permission. It was not unconditional, right? So if you're saying like, I'm going to have a cheat meal or you're like, screw it, I'm just going to start over tomorrow. So you're going to allow yourself one night to binge on the food or the carbohydrates or whatever it is that you're restricting. Even though from the outside, it looks like you're giving yourself permission to eat. It's a very conditional type of permission because you're only allowing it for a certain amount of time. You're maybe only also allowing a certain amount. And it's likely going to be followed with a lot of shame, a lot of judgment, a lot of self-criticism. 
So that lack of permission just fuels the intensity of that now out of control eating experience. And for me, once I started giving myself more permission and I stopped demonizing food and calories so much, I started habituating myself to all foods and I got used to having access to food and enough food and I stopped counting calories. And even though I had that mental tally in my head for a while, I once I just backed off of the MyFitnessPal and I just allowed myself to eat more than I had originally allowed myself to because I knew that that amount was unrealistic and unhealthy I became so much more chill around food and I stopped binging and I started feeling more at peace and I stopped thinking about food all the time and so again I wonder if you can maybe reflect on some of your own eating experiences and see now in retrospect that maybe this was one of the things that was contributing to the failure of those dieting attempts in the long run which by no means was your fault And if we look at your relationship with food, right, if you've had a food that you love or it's one of your favorites and you get a lot of satisfaction from it when you eat it and then you go on a diet that prevents you from enjoying this food, it places a rule on this food. It places a restriction and maybe even even in the most extreme sense, it puts this food on the complete off limits, never touch it, never eat it list. And you're on this diet for quite some time, however long it works out for you. And then for whatever reason, you realize this diet is unsustainable and you can't live without this food. And so when you start bringing this food back into your life, when you start trying to make peace with it and you're getting it from the store, it's now living in your pantry where it hasn't been for a long time. It makes a lot of sense that you would go through an acclimation period of time with this food. When it's new, when it's exciting, you probably want to eat a lot of it. And those experiences, you know, they might feel kind of intense. It might feel like you're making up for lost time with that food in a way because you are right? You were restricted from it for a really long time. But with continued permission around it, as you try to keep bringing it into your house and having it regularly, and now you're used to it being in your fridge or your pantry or your freezer or wherever it lives, depending on what food it is, you start to realize that, of course, I'm probably always going to enjoy this food and I'm going to want to have it be a part of my life. But over time, I don't really feel that I have to be eating this 24-7 or my experiences with it no longer feel out of control or chaotic because I trust now that I'm not going on a diet tomorrow, that it's not going to disappear tomorrow. It will be here tomorrow or in 30 minutes or in 30 days, whenever you decide that you want to enjoy it. I know it's going to be there and I'm trusting in that fact. Food habituation is the process of making a once forbidden food more normalized in your life. And the more you expose yourself to it, the less power it holds over you. It's like how you would interact with your best friend after not seeing them for a long time. You would want to make up for lost time. It's normal to have that feeling with food too. Eating more of a certain food than you would like to doesn't mean you lack willpower or that there's anything wrong with you. It's simply your body's natural response to restriction and that normalizes and evens out with time. I promise. So I hope you all found this explanation helpful. And even though it's kind of scary, maybe in the short term, remember that you are working towards a relationship with food in the long run, where you can be more relaxed around these foods and where you don't have to go on for the rest of eternity, having a negative relationship with food or fearing any of your favorites and binging on them because that never feels good. So to give you maybe an action step to go off of for today or a couple action steps, first, start by giving yourself more permission to eat in general. And that sounds kind of abstract. So to make it more tangible for you, literally before you eat, I want you to say, I have permission to eat this and enjoy it. I am allowed. 
And if you have a hard time believing that for yourself or giving yourself permission, use me. (laughs) Say, Brittany gives me permission to eat this and I'm going to go with it. And just sink into the pleasure of eating the food and enjoying it. The second thing to remind yourself is that the food is not going anywhere. Again, you can have it in 30 seconds, 30 minutes, 30 days. It's here to stay and it will be available to you always. And the third thing, once you've kind of already done one and two, is to start bringing one at a time, if that feels comfortable for you, more foods into your house that you feel like you can't keep in the house. So let's say it's Oreos. Okay, what I want you to do is I want you to bring Oreos into the house and I want you to create a plan and be intentional about having them often, even if you're not super, super feeling like you want them. So for example, okay, I have these Oreos and every single day at lunch, I'm going to have them. And before I take those Oreos and figure out how many I'm going to have, I'm going to ask myself how many feels satisfying. And I'm going to take that many and I'm going to put it on my plate with lunch and do this every single day until those Oreos just kind of feel normal. Until I'm not excited about the Oreos, I still enjoy them, but they're just kind of there. That's what we really want to do and that's what we want to work on. And maybe it's at dinner or maybe it's something at breakfast or maybe it's at a snack, but include it often and as soon as you run out, go get more. Or maybe even get two packages of Oreos if that helps you feel more secure with them, go do that. But that's what I want you to do. Those are your action steps. So I'm going to wrap it up here. There's a lot more that I could say about this topic and a lot more steps that we could get into. But for the sake of the episode, I'm going to end it there. And as always, if you enjoyed anything that I shared on the episode or that I've shared in the previous episodes of the podcast, it would really mean the world to me if you could take a couple of moments and just hit those five stars. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, it would also mean the world if you could leave a review as well, because your support for the show really, really does help more than you might know. It's the way that the show can grow and reach other people and other listeners who could benefit from it. And if you're wanting to have accountability as you put these steps into action and really get food habituation for yourself, I wanted to give you a bit of an update that Food Freedom University, my group coaching program starting the week of May 8th is filling up very, very quickly. My Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern group is totally full, but I still have some space on the Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern group. And I still have a lot of interest, so I might also open up a Tuesday evening group. So definitely book your discovery call if you're interested in chatting with me to hear more. And I will put the link to book that in the show notes. This is a four-month virtual group coaching program to not only break you out of binge eating, compulsive eating, overeating, poor body image, and emotional eating patterns, but also to help you kickstart your journey to food freedom and cultivate a healthful life with balance and ease with food and exercise. If you're feeling alone in your struggle, if you really thrive hearing from others who are in the same place as you, and you want to form a community around healing and empowering yourself to break free from these destructive patterns for good, group coaching is absolutely for you. And so again, we start the week of May 8th. Head to the show notes to book your free discovery call or go to brittanyallisonrd.com slash group hyphen coaching to learn more. See you next week.